0: What happens when the knockoff becomes the genuine article? Will a black and white kaiju film from rival studio Daiei be able to perform in a decade swamped by Color Godzilla and other Toho classics? Find out now. This is Kaiju versus History. Gamera the Giant Monster.
1: Welcome back to the spinning jet-powered action on this week's episode of Monster Mayhem. This is your host, Patrick, and joining me in being trapped in a rocket and sent into outer space is my co-host and half-shell, Miles. How are you, Miles?
0: Doing pretty good. I'm I'm excited that we are finally approaching what I would kind of consider a time period that really sets the Showa era in motion. That really kicks off next week, but I think with
1: camera. Well, yeah, The end of 65, we're right there smack in the middle of the decade.
0: Yes. But I also feel like this is indicative of the middle of the Showa era as well, because we're, we're kind of seeing what the rest of the deck or what the rest of the era is going to be like with this group of movies and having the first, not the first, but the first, I think successful Godzilla knockoff coming into fruition Mm -hmm. is a, is a really good litmus test on how important these movies were to moviegoers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's- and this one's interesting because you know it's it's certainly a, a lower budget than what we've been seeing with the Toho movies, which has had a, a huge run. They're all in color. This one's black and white. This one's got a very low, much lower budget and a monster that they are introducing to the world, and that is not an easy thing to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to give it up to Dae for. Even making this effort, but also creating, I would say in the kaiju realm, if, if you always kind of wanted to show that you had some sort of knowledge, you would also bring up Gamera. Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah, I like, I like, you know, giant monster movies and, you know, you'd have a conversation. And then if you brought up Gamera, the other person usually understood that you not only knew what you're talking about, but you were, you were actually pretty passionate about monster movies. And, yeah, what, and that what? was something I experienced as a kid because I remember, and this is my, my first experience with the, the giant turtle was going into a comic book store and seeing the dark horse adaptation i think of guardian of the universe that they put out
1: right right yeah i was about to say there wasn't a lot of crossover for gamma products in the united states like i don't think any of the 90s films made it over here but at least i was the dvd era i think i wasn't aware of them but i was aware of of gamma because of those old showa films and, and particularly <laughs> that most of them were on MST3K. And mm-hmm. I've since gone back and watched every Gamera film at this point. And uh, I mean, I'm a I'm a fan.
0: Yeah, you're a, you're a big Gamera fan. I feel I,
1: like. I love Gamera. There's nothing not to love about this. This silly turtle.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I, I am definitely a, a big fan of of the turtle. And I really I remember being confused when I saw. Because uh, Godzilla comics were also being put out by Dark Horse at this time, oh. uh, I think. I think Dark Horse also had something to do with the the Godzilla versus Barkley campaign. <laughs> Excellent. That, that was that was out. I distinctly remember that the the panel that said Godzilla got busy and it shows <laughs> him like shooting a layup or something. It's it's wonderfully ridiculous. Just choose as Godzilla wear. <laughs> But I, I and I, I also see why Darkhurst would have put this out at the time because one, you know, the word from Japan was that these gamma movies from the nineties were very, very good. But also, you know, we're in the height, and I'm talking about in in the ninety four, in the height of turtle power. You know, so why oh, why yeah. would you not put out a giant turtle thing mm-hmm. when one of the most popular things in the entire world and certainly in the United States, are the teenage mutant Ninja turtles.
1: Yeah. Early nineties was Turtle Mania, for sure. (laughs) So.
0: Oh, oh yeah.
1: That's that's uh well this year has seen the crossover of Godzilla and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I think we need Gamera and TMNT crossover. I,
0: I would I would love. I I think that there would be some really fun stuff. I mean, Michelangelo on top of a spinning Gamera is it writes itself.
1: <laughs> yes, just attach some swords to the to the jets as well, and he turned into a giant throwing star.
0: Um, well, you've you, you've got to, but so. All right, so we both have established that, while the both of us have had some background in Gamera, because I remember you being a a really big Gamera fan when we first met. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and that's only increased since being able to go back and and buy the Blu-ray and DVD collections and, and watch these movies some more. So I'm excited to get into it.
0: Yeah, well, so before we get started, as always, Patrick, let us know.
1: What's in a title. So the original film in, in Japanese is Daikaiju Gamera, Giant Monster Camera <laughs> is the direct translation and I love
0: it. I mean just simple, gets right to the point.
1: Wh- when it came over here to the United States it it did get uh, arranged a little bit differently so we often see it as as Gamera and then colon the Giant Monster or sometimes comma the Giant Monster and I think some versions of the film, maybe like uh, VHS tapes and stuff, were just Gamera, so it didn't even have a a subtitle. Uh, Gamera, uh, G-A-M-E-R-A, was supposed to be called originally uh, Kamera. K-A-M-E-R-A. Kame is the word for turtle in Japanese, so very similar to the the way Gojira's name was formed. They were going to kind of combine them. They did find out that that word is too much like the English word camera, <laughs> so they they did change it to a a G. So this is I our think second, that was probably the right call. Yeah, it's our second big G. Well, we would get a a very similar monster in, from Toho, a giant turtle, in the end of this decade, I believe that will be called Camaros with a with a. And K.
0: I can tell you how memorable they are.
1: <laughs> yes, but yeah, the. The original English edition of the film was released under Gamera the Invincible, which you'll also see every once in a while, I believe now. I
0: think a few years ago when it was mostly on YouTube and stuff, it was the Gamera the Invincible version.
1: Yeah, and that's very specifically, I believe, the English version of the film.
0: But lots of, yeah, so the
1: 1985 Sandy Frank dub, which is I think what MST3K used for, for theirs, was just Gamera. I don't think it was Gamera the Invincible. Some great titles from around the world for translations. Germany, not
0: on brand. Once on more.
1: brand. <laughs> Gamera, Frankenstein's Monster from the Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Spain has a good one too. The The World Under Terror. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, just weird doesn't have Gamera in the title, but <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this movie a little bit. Is it, I mean, I want to ask this first. Is it just a Godzilla knockoff? Is it just a 1954
0: Gojira copy, Miles? So for this first film, yes. Yes, it is. I feel like. yeah, Pretty much. (laughs) A a lot of the characteristics that are associated with uh, (laughs) Gamera. (laughs) Gamera. Some of them are present in a very limited capacity or. Are, are done in, in a way that, like, yes, it starts here, but it's really not until future installments that the characteristics of you know, friend to all children, yes, he saves mm-hmm. Toshio from something that he caused.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, he always- knocks on
0: this building, and then Toshio, who decided to go into that building, is like, save me, save me, and he just, like, plops down, I'm like, well, you created the problem and the solution here.
1: <laughs> well, it seems more. Yeah, it's it's through a, a child's eyes that we we see the the monster. Yeah, if if I would say if this movie came out ten years earlier, if it came out, you know, right after the original oh, Godzilla, this would come
0: out in the time of Varon or something. I, I would say this would be on par with Godzilla
1: if it was at the same time. <laughs> if they had just copied it uh so, completely and, and and put it out there.
0: I will say what this what this film overall reminds me of <clears throat> is so at this point in time, these movies were much more popular with children and the the studio behind Gamera was a lot more interested in that audience. Yes. And as such this film feels like and this is a very, very bad analogy, but it feels like in the 90s, when there was this penchant from studios to make animated films based off of adult movies like Robocop. Right. <laughs> there, The elements are there. So they, there's a feels,
1: Rambo cartoon.
0: <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a Rambo cartoon. And there are elements of the things that make Godzilla good in this film, but it is done through a lens of we're making this for kids. The main character, in a lot of ways, is Toshio, even though he's not always present. Doesn't you show know, he, up until like half hour into the movie, I think. Right, but it's it's him it's him that's kind of like getting in everyone's head, like, we don't, oh, we shouldn't kill Gamera, you know, he mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything, he's just a turtle, but I guess the one thing that I thought was interesting was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. I probably am, but is this the first film that we've had that directly refers to the Cold War? Like, we've had some things about oh, there there's a Russian base out here, but I feel like this is the first one that Axe refers to the Cold War as the Cold War.
1: Good question. They've danced around it a lot with, you know, in movies like Mothra and the, the Rosilicans or, or what have you. I, I don't know. We're going to get a good deal more of that in the, the future. But yeah, this might be one of the first, cause we, the movie starts obviously with U.S. and, and Russian forces engaging over the, the Arctic. So it is a very interesting warlike kind of setting. Obviously Frankenstein conquers the war talks about World War two, but you might be right about the, the current kind of conflicts. And for the most part, this movie does feel very of the sixties. The black and white element of the, the film does seem like it should be a fifties film. But yeah, with, with the, yeah, even, I don't know, even the, the, the conflict of like a, a huge atomic bomber and stuff going over the the arctic ice doesn't seem doesn't seem like a 60s conflict I, I guess but
0: yeah there's a lot of weird things and a lot of it is informed by godzilla but i feel like this film is is told from a very different lens and so it has mm-hmm. different beats doesn't always hit those beats and and can sometimes make for a a mixed result but i think one of the cool things so Gamera's origins is, I feel like, as a tale fairy tale-like as the character is kind of himself. One, one, one of my favorite things is that, so the Daegu president, Masaichi Nagata, claimed that he came up with the idea for Gamera when he looked out the window of a plane and saw a cloud that looked like a turtle.
1: <laughs> they, they couldn't even get a, an original... Origin origin story. because the, the exact same story that Tomoyuki Tanaka basically
0: so I, uh, and I told feel about like I remember reading creation. that it was an
1: island and not a cloud, but well, I, mm, that might be. I might be Godzilla's origin. I think he might've been looking down and and wondering about like a large beast, which is also hilariously kind of the same origin story for King Kong. You know, we had the, the, the producer of that, like imagining a giant monster scaling buildings. And that's kind of where that idea came from. But yeah, we'll get to the, in the plot, but Gamera actually flying is such a interesting, you know, addition to the, the monster, well, and the the way that he flies, so the 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 monster pantheon of powers, <laughs> we have already had obviously several films with Rodan and and other flying monsters, but I, I guess it, you don't really expect it <laughs> in this one. We we got a couple in in the this film's production history story treatments after the the producer kind of came up with this idea. The The first one by screenwriter Nisan Takahashi is a lowly tortoise flies through the sky. And then after that, there's a, a four-page treatment called A Fire-Eating Turtle Attacks Japan, which maybe they should have just called it that because <laughs> it's also a great title.
0: Fire-Eating Turtle. It's good, but I, I do like having like the name in the title.
1: It, it goes through a lot of the same story beats as Godzilla. I think they are original enough and and copied enough to where they kind of just become not rote, but i mean they're they're cliche in a good way yeah
0: well i like the idea that like there's also the this legend of Gamera. oh yeah that that dates back to atlantis and Mm -hmm. something that
1: they hinted at in godzilla with the fisherman's tales and things but i i feel like it's done better here and they have like a physical like artifact and like what are these weird waves here, you know?
0: <laughs> well, I know I, I liked that. I feel like the, the series ends up doing even this much, much better. I'm a big fan of the idea that, you know, there were, that they had this whole like little village that had this old demon named Godzilla. I, I actually mm-hmm. really enjoyed that a lot. And with, with this, I mean, every, the, the, the beats they choose, none of them are, are the wrong things to do. And I, I want to stress that it, it sounds like I'm going to be overly harsh on this. And I, and I'm, I'm not, I, I enjoy a lot of the things that they, they're doing, but they are doing this in the midst of a decade that is, I mean, flourishing with giant monster movies. Oh, I, yeah. I mean,
1: it, it's, it's crazy that this film took off because, well, I mean, let, let's look this at- This year
0: alone is is, is stacked.
1: The, yeah, the previous two movies from 64 and then earlier in 65 were, were Ghidorah, the Three-Headed Monster, and Frankenstein Conquers the World, and then this is followed by- Invasion of astro Astro monster Monster. and i guess technically the next one after that is another camera film but talk about some stiff competition some beautiful toho scope films and this one comes out black and white and tries to compete it's 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 quite
0: ambitious actually (laughs) no it is and that's why i give them all this this praise because you know it's a lower budget effort in an I mean, it, it would be like making an indie superhero film now.
1: Yeah. How crazy would that be?
0: <laughs> and I mean, it can be done. We've seen people do it. Yeah. I mean, that's you've, got, but, super, like, try, you've well, got Chronicle, you've got. Yeah, doing
1: like, it, but then trying to compete with, <laughs> or, or, or actually being able to compete with like the big superhero films.
0: Right. And so this is similar. I mean, this is what Gamera essentially pulls off in a way. And. I mean, this is this is a, a franchise that that still exists. Uh, we were supposed to get a new movie several years ago. I'm assuming COVID kind of gummed things up, but there was a, a CGI trailer from like the 2016 Comic Con that had this little short camera film that looked amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a little confusing. I think they were trying to get something going for an anniversary, maybe the 2015. Fiftieth anniversary, and that got pushed back. But yeah, the the fact that this survived and flourished—we're talking outsold Godzilla films in the the Showa era. Really flourished, and then would come back for uh, you know. Spoiler warnings for the much later seasons of this show. Some of the best kaiju films ever made. It, It doesn't. It doesn't seem. Like a a story that's even possible (laughs) from from its beginnings. And some of the other beginnings we we should mention are this film was really quite last minute as they were filming another movie called Giant Horde Beast Nazura, uh, which was going to have giant rats attacking Tokyo like a swarm of bus sized rats. Yeah. And, and they wanted to use real rats. <laughs> they used, well, they did.
0: And well, they, yeah, they did. And, and the, it became a, a
1: huge problem. It became a massive problem as the uh, <laughs> I think the health board might have shut them down. There's,
0: it was, there's some it was disease the of
1: and the, the uh, rats got loose. or something. Yeah. There was some kind of, yeah, communicable disease or, or uh, fleas that, that shut production down. But they had already started designing some of these sets for it, so they they decided to come up with this s- salvage idea to to make a a similar giant monster movie. Yeah, so with with the Nazura's canceled uh, status, they went on to make a a new creature. We talked a little bit about the <laughs> supposed idea
0: and the yeah, writing there, of this movie. There are definitely contending uh, <laughs> opinions about how Gamera came to be. <laughs> But regardless,
1: it it came to be, and it was directed by Noriaki Yausa. And as the film came out, well we, we haven't talked too much about the, the actors or the, the cast in the film. Her main character starting off as Dr. Hidaka, which is very much a Dr. Yamani like character, mm-hmm. does not want Gamera to necessarily be be killed. Is is interested in the the legends surrounding him, and then his assistant and a photographer round out our our main cast. Before Toshio, the young boy played by uh, Ishira Uchida comes onto the scene. Who
0: <laughs> he likes turtles.
1: My house, you can't can't fault him for loving turtles. He
0: very much likes turtles. He gives that that meme kid a run for his money because. This is a this is a boy who uh, apparently does not talk to his classmates. He just plays with a turtle that he brings to school. He doesn't pay attention to school because he's playing with a turtle and he's sneaking some of his dinner so he can feed his turtle. And yeah, cool. I mean, his his entire personality is that he likes turtles.
1: If I had a turtle, I'd probably be this kid when when I was younger. <laughs> Yeah, he, he uh, does he get rid of his, his turtle? And that's when Gamera pops out yeah, of the Pee-wee. sea. Yeah, Pee-wee.
0: He lets him, Pee-wee go, and he movie. is convinced that Pee-wee is, ha- has become Gamera.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, you you should have made fun of me on the schoolyard now. I've got a giant monster in my pocket. Well, we, we get and, to see uh, a scene that was cut out of the beast from 20,000 Fathoms, and that's the lighthouse
0: attack scene in, in this film. And I mean, I like... I kind of like the, I I like the setup. I like that you have these, these scientists in the Arctic Circle mm. and they, they, you know, they catch wind of this, this stray airplane that, that, that never gets identified. No one ever knows where it comes from. And that's the big mystery. It's like, well, who, who has this plane? And the, the explosion after the, the fight with this, this plane awakens Gamma. Yeah.
1: So very, very similar. To Godzilla origin, but Gamera is stuck in ice, not, I guess, at the bottom of the the ocean and doesn't isn't, I guess, really affected by the atomic bomb, but it does melt or destroy the ice that allows him to escape.
0: Yeah. And Dr. Hidaka thinks initially that, oh, he took in all this radiation. He should die soon and we're just going to let him die. And He see it like even though he wants Gamma to to live, he's also pretty flippant about. Yeah, he's going to die, and we'll have, we'll have a, a very good specimen. know are we
1: so sure about that? It's like you don't you don't know about this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like based based, off
0: what? based based off what, sir? I mean, I guess uh,
1: radiation on normal sized animals, but uh, I, I guess doesn't really affect Gamma like that. Let's talk Not about the 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 a little bit. The Gamera suit in this film, I. Like it a great deal. I really like the the Showa era in general. This first one, it, it feels a bit clunky, and the because it is. It, yeah, the the budget is apparent, but what they do with the budget is pretty good. Yeah, and they're not afraid to show it off. Like the beginning of the movie is close-ups on the suit itself, and and maybe it's because a lot of imperfections or elements of the the suit that are imperfect are covered up by the black and white of the film.
0: Oh, ab- absolutely. Because there, we there get, are some parts that are really dark.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's also a very, very dark suit. So there's not like a lot of, of, of contrast or highlighting to it. It's six and a half feet tall and, and weighed 110 pounds. And it is built by the team that built the Godzilla suits, Kanji and Koei Yagi. And an even heavier version of the main suit was used for scenes where the the head shot fire out, so as to better protect the the Gamera actors. Teruyu Teru Aragaki was was one of the actors that played Gamera. I believe a few people, Kazuyagi as well, were in the suit a lot of the time. N- nothing super special about. The, the monster's movement, there is definitely a lot of, it feels like kind of punching the air <laughs> because the head is so separate.
0: <laughs> it, yeah.
1: It does. There's a little bit of like it rolling around <laughs> the suit in this first movie.
0: Yeah. But, no, I mean, the, the suit looks good, but I mean, there's a lot of functionality that is clearly they unyieldy, unwieldy. And even though I, 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 I love watching him as a bipedal turtle, just kind of like on, on his haunches, like just walking around. Mm-hmm. It makes me laugh because I, you know, you don't, you're not used to seeing turtles do that. I feel like what this film lacks in terms of Gamera is his personality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think he is mostly just giant monster and he, he's not quite Gamera yet,
1: you know? Well, yeah, it's the same thing as with Godzilla's first appearances. This is very much played up as just the the fire breathing monster.
0: And well, so the reason it plays a little bit differently than uh, Godzilla for me is Godzilla is ostensibly the first kaiju film. We are almost a decade, or we are eleven years after the initial release of Gojira, and we are in the I I would say that the the peak of Showa era releases in mm-hmm. that, you know, we talked about how many films came out in 1965 alone. So to release a movie that more or less copies the homework of Gojira, but ge- geared more towards a younger audience in black and white during a time when, yeah, Toho scope, full color, there, there's a lot of things where I'm like, maybe an origin film like this wasn't the right call. Mm-hmm, I mean, even mm-hmm. even uh, Gojira, the three headed monster, had Godzilla in it, and so yeah. may I, I, I get the reasoning of of wanting to establish you're a monster. The problem is in an era where we've established, like for this for a movie now to kick off, you got to have two monsters fighting, and for them to basically uh, do an what seems to be like an indie film version of Godzilla without the the commentary, without the without the context that was delivered in in 1954's Gojira, Godzilla mm-hmm. it's it's hard for me to give this movie this this particular film a lot of passes
1: well and and technically we'll, we'll talk about it in our review but it also just does not have the the eye or steady hand of Shiro Honda even as hard as Honda was on his 1954 Gojira, his his supposed failure of you know uh, getting the most out of the story and the actors uh, you know he looks back and wish he could have done a lot more this film is is fairly by the numbers as far as as that goes i, I don't really feel like any of the characters I am as involved with at the the end of the movie especially not Toshio <laughs> at the end.
0: No, I mean this movie is certainly fun. It's not a bad way to spend an afternoon and and it's certainly great with the with the robots. Given commentary, <laughs> um,
1: oh yeah, you know for a fact I rewatched the MST3K episode in, in getting ready for this one. It's it's so much fun. <laughs> they <laughs> they have the the very bad Sandy Frank dub from from eighty five, and it make, makes for a very fun watch. I will say, I think this movie uh, without some <laughs> extra fun to it is um, I, I don't know. I don't think I was ever really bored with it, but. Because no. I had, have seen this before. I, I think you're right. If, if they had thrown in some other monsters or, or other things, but the, the most fun, I will say my favorite scene of, of Gamera is, of course, the scene that is the kind of not the climax, but the turning point of the film, the end of maybe the second act where they finally are able to flip Gamera on its back with this huge, huge, operation to like lure him out and collapse the, the mountainside to to flip him over <laughs> and all the soldiers are like laughing at the turtle uh, stuck on his back <laughs> and that's when we discovered the flying saucer from from the rest of the film is actually Gamera because it tucks its its legs in and then uh, starts those jet legs up and flies away.
0: I mean my favorite scene is when they're like they're like, Oh, we've got him now, we knocked him on his back and he just kinda pops in, he's like, Oh, he's so embarrassed, and they start spinning around and <laughs> flies off. That's my favorite scene in the movie. It would have um, been, been funny if <laughs> they just rolled credits. It's like, ah, oh, we got him on his back and then it's like the end. I, I wanted just like one one little claw to pop out and just give him all the finger. Um, oh, boy. And I mean the thing is uh, uh yes, Noriaki Yuasa is not quite Ishiro Honda, but he also had a lot of things against him. you know he had a very limited budget mm-hmm. and he had, he was using outdated equipment, mostly props that didn't work, a lot of colleagues weren't really taking the thing seriously, so he was he was taking this seriously, and he very much wanted to get this film made despite. The Uphill Climb, and he he directs seven of the eight Showa-era Gamera films.
1: Well, I think like Shira Honda, he gets a lot better at keying these movies in, especially over the next three, especially into what the Showa-era Gamera would become, which is this very kids-friendly, bubbly superhero (laughs) monster, which will, for better or for worse... Affect Godzilla and the Godzilla series. We're we're going to watch as they 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 release in real time for on this podcast over the next couple months with uh with sequel after sequel that gets yeah more cartoony.
0: Well, and 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 while yes, the entire show era gets uh cartoony. Gamera already starts out kind of in that in that frame. So for for Gamera to you know again friend to all children that's his moniker uh also guarding the universe he he is already primed to essentially be this character which was what makes gamma the giant monster so i, I for me jarring because mm-hmm. he is just acting like a typical giant monster he's not really doing anything he's not actively trying to hurt that many people he saves toshio so you get a little bit of that but yeah there's, there's none of none of the character that we we come to know and love as the franchise goes on, yeah. is really present here. Although I really do, and some of the 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 friendliness is in this film, in terms of like, okay, well, we're not if we're gearing this towards kids, we're not going to murder this creature. We are going <laughs> to shoot him into space. Yes, and um, I will, I like the ending. It's
1: so, so silly it. and over I, the top, I, I,
0: but because he one, you know, he he comes in this little thing, this little. Containment bubble and somehow stays there, doesn't try to break out at all. <laughs> yeah, and you, you and as, he would as, as be like as what's happening? <laughs> yeah, as this fire agonizing fire. like launch sequels taken off, and I'm like, yo, he's got plenty of time just to get out of there because I don't think the freeze bombs had gone off or nothing, right? I think
1: they actually potentially explain that in a later movie as like he's okay. With, with being sent away because he, he got all the, the power that he needed. And now he's, he's going to monitor Earth because he's like Earth's protector later on. He's going to monitor Earth from space. space invaders, which becomes a major part of the, the series later on.
0: Um, all right. I'm uh, down with that.
1: Uh, Yuasa, uh, Noriaka Yuasa would go on, you know, after we got the response that it, it did to say, quote, it, you know, It led to a great response. We received many letters from children. And so Gamera became a child's ally at the the end. And yeah, we're going to see that over the next few films. As you mentioned, a massive series. Only second behind Godzilla is the, the legacy for Gamera. Seven sequels in the Showa era. I hope you are not sick of Gamera at all, Miles. We got seven more in this season and next, the 60s and the
0: 70s, I guess technically one in 1980 as well. And I mean, technically, yes, but that I've almost I almost don't even want to cover the movie because it's it is <laughs> essentially a an actual Frankenstein to movie because it's just stock footage from like five different things other than camera. <laughs> Hey, stock footage is a a tried and
1: true budget saving method on many a kaiju film. But besides that, we after that, I, I mean, you go from maybe the one of the worst quality Gamera films to four of the best in a, a Heisei reboot uh, as well. Oh, as-
0: I, I mean, yeah, I, the the Heisei Heisei era of Gamera is, Ooh. I mean, it, it's it's pitch perfect. Uh, yes, spoiler warning for for a while from now. Um, <laughs> the entire and the from '95 to 2006 are all fairly god tier kaiju films.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have that great of response from critics today. Looking back on the film, obviously there are so many different elements to this first one that none of them really stick. You don't get the the super child. Like fan-friendly Gamera from later movies. You don't get as dark a film as Gojira, 1954's Gojira, but you get a, a mash-up and a film that somehow resonated with audiences and did well enough that Dai immediately started a production on a sequel. So, wow. Okay, and we're getting that in a year's time as far as uh, a new film. I, th- I think they produce a Gamera movie one movie for the next six years. I want to say,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think from sixty five to seventy one, you get a game movie almost every year, and then you have a very long gap between versus Zygra and Super Monster.
1: Yeah, Super mo- So it's after I think uh, Die, which will eventually go bankrupt, sells the rights back to director uh, Noriaki uh, Yausa, and that's when he would put together the the ill-fated final sequel in the Showa series. You can't stop, though. Fans love Gamera, love the series. Gamera del Toro named this movie, the original Gamera, as one of his top five favorite kaiju films. <laughs> so hard not to take that. I've mentioned the MST3K, Mystery Sense Theater episode a lot. It's one of my favorite episodes of the show. Don't they do at least don't it's like four or five of those movies <laughs> what well, uh, at the time we well by the time this episode comes out no it, it, i think the the final gamma that they they still need to do is is coming out june or july of of 2022 so in this new season, they're going back and doing another <laughs> camera film. But yeah, they've done almost all the the Showa eras, which is which is great. It's it's one of those things that can keep these films alive, and they're they're very riffable because there's so much time when characters aren't talking. Whenever the monsters are on screen, there's usually not a lot <laughs> of of dialogue.
0: Well, and and like you said earlier, it's uh, MST3K is largely. The reason some of us know that much about camera mm-hmm. and because some- i I don't remember seeing a ton of tapes as a kid, like i said, I, I remember seeing the comic book no and during the the first d v d boom, I do remember some of i feel like some of the the state era camera films were being released as as they well should <laughs> I mean yeah, absolutely, but I feel like I remember seeing those a good bit, but yeah, it just wasn't one that was given to us as often. And which is why I was saying like, when you talk to someone about kaiju films and you bring up Gamera, you know, that's usually an indicator that you, you you know, a little bit more than, you know, someone on the street. And that, that's the thing is like, and this is going to factor into some other stuff, but like, I feel like everyone walking around that's ever watched a movie knows who Godzilla is. Well, that's, that's the thing. I I often
1: compare Gamera to Captain Marvel or Shazam, who was in fact very much a Superman clone, yep. and to the point where DC took Fawcett Fawcett Comics to court, bankrupted them basically, and took over the the character. And thank goodness that didn't happen to to Gamera, but they
0: that's some Disney tactics. If they're it, was, it <laughs> was
1: very similar, yeah, it was similar to what Disney would do if you broke their copyright, but. Captain Marvel was so popular with kids, I think eventually that also influenced Superman in a way. We went from the grittier golden age into a more kids friendly silver age bum, and bum, 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 bum. yeah i i also love captain marvel maybe not the the same amount but big fan of Gamera. and i think you will find that in my ratings today to miles uh, uh <laughs> we're we're going to rate this on three categories personal enjoyment technical and aesthetic elements of the film as it kind of resonates in Emotional and evocative responses. 1 to 10, and then we're going to combine our scores. <laughs> Personal enjoyment for me. I mean, this is this is very high up there. It is definitely not my favorite Gamera movie, but I think I could probably watch this m- the same amount, if not more, than 1954's Gojira. You know, they're both black and white and slow in parts, but yeah, very infinitely... I mean, probably the most rewatchable if I'm watching the MST3K episode, which I've probably seen like five or 10 times. I'm not sure how fair that is. <laughs> I gave it a nine out of 10. Well, the same goes for some of those later Godzilla movies. Nine out of 10 miles for personal enjoyment.
0: So for me, I, I give, the, I don't, I, I feel bad giving it a score this low but I want to emphasize that it's very enthusiastic Mm -hmm. and, and that is a seven out of 10 because I think this movie is good. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's better than some of the movies that we've given an eight two. I I do think that it is a very fun, very watchable, very breezy. And this Mm -hmm. was what, what, like 78 minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It goes, it goes by pretty quick. And that's the other thing. I mean, you get the monster immediately almost like Gamera shows up at like the five minute mark or something like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but Gamera not really having much of a personality, especially and this as, as a, as a modern viewer, knowing what he gets mm-hmm. and especially in the middle of, of the sixties that is so rife with monster movies, making a Godzilla clone in black and white, the way you did when you did, it just seems like if this is been maybe 1960, I'd give it a little bit more of a leeway. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of what's going on in monster movies, I understand low budget, bad conditions, passion project. I give them the utmost respect and it's a fun movie. And like I said, it's a very enthusiastic seven, but I think a lot of things do knock this film down. I think the cast is okay. I think the writing is just fine. Yeah, I think that, you know, I can appreciate what they do with the suit with the budget they have, but nothing out, nothing says more than like, oh, this is a fun knockoff move. And I feel like Gamera ends up really overcoming that. But for me, this particular entry, while fun, is just good.
1: Let's talk about the technical and aesthetic elements. I, I think you're right. I'm digging it quite a good deal for, for writing
0: and, I mean, the actors do a fine job. They just aren't given a lot in the. Movie. Yeah, and that's the problem is that the actors do show up with what they're given. They're just not given a, a ton. I feel like this is a very superficial script, and that could be because they had very limited, you know, time budget and the the amount of things they could do was limited. That's fine, but I can still take this into consideration, appreciate that fact, but still say this product needed that. You know, I understand why you got this result. However, the the fact still remains that these things are a problem. As far
1: as, I mean, I, I like the gamer suit. I, th- I think showing it yeah. close up, it, it really looks great. I don't love a lot of, I mean, things like the the lighthouse, you can kind of tell are very last minute. The sets I think they built for Nazora are pretty good. Gamera taking on, on Tokyo, breathing fire on people there and things like that. Those look pretty good. I think a lot of it is helped by the fact that it is black and white. I, mm-hmm. I do miss the, the hand of, uh, EJ Subaraka on, on some of those miniatures, but they, they look fine. And then we get to later on a, a great scene, which will be replicated in the 90s Gamera film of, Gamera in the the oil fields or the, the train yard with the, the tankers mm-hmm. looks yeah. really good there. There's some some elements of the scale there that work extremely well, though it doesn't make Gamera feel like as tall as Godzilla. It, it does make him feel like an imposing force. But yeah, uh, with, with all that in mind, I'm still giving this a seven out of ten. Lots of errors that were probably masked by that black and white film stock. So can't give it the highest marks, but it's still a high achievement for a film that came together very quickly after a, another scrap film, you know, and they were able to to pull
0: off. Yeah, I'm actually right there with you. I, I also gave it a seven. It's not as enthusiastic as my personal enjoyment, but what they're able to overcome and achieve and the fact that they finish this movie at all is pretty impressive. The suit is good looking. The special effects mm. are honestly Not bad. Like considering what we have given low scores to and even middling scores to, this is still far and away a better looking movie than movies that we have given a five or a six in terms of technical achievement. And yes, the script suffers. Yes, the acting suffers as a result. And there are a lot of special effects things that do not look quite as good as they should have because they were using outdated equipment and they just didn't have the resources. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if it. W- they still put. They still put out a
1: very fun movie. Yeah, would this be a better film or a worse film if it was use? They used color, you know, film.
0: I think it probably would have been a worse film. It's why I wish yeah. this movie came out five years earlier. Yeah, it's interesting um, because so, I think my score would be a lot higher in both respects. Like if this came out the same time as Varin, like in 1959. Yeah, I, 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 I just I,
1: went. I, back and looked at our Varen score <laughs> and you know that that's a very similar situation they're doing what they could with a scrapped project and you know trying to cobble a, together a movie and, out and, of and it. we
0: gave that a lot of pass because they until like they right before they were released it, it was supposed to be a tv movie yes. and yeah that's 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 a whole other ball game. so but unlike you know, Varon,
1: this movie has a it leaves a stamp on kaiju cinema
0: <laughs> well <laughs> the, the, there there is that and well because varin was a godzilla clone that just didn't quite work out whereas camera even even in this form it's kind of impossible not to be charmed by the creature he's <laughs> an awesome turtle and so yeah so while it has a, a lot of issues, what they're still able to pull off in the final product is is pretty admirable. So I, I, I'm i with you. I give it a seven. Where I really ding this movie, though, is cultural. <laughs> as we said throughout this episode, if, you, if you're into kaiju movies, you know who Gamera is. But as soon as you step outside of that realm, less and less people, especially outside of kind of that nerd culture, will have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. and you know for a year i mean there's not a ton of gamma video games there were a handful of comics in the states that dark horse put out that i think they were just adaptations of the Heisei movies and other than that we didn't we didn't have a lot of exposure mst3k kind of helped keep that character alive here for us but oh
1: i don't think anyone would really know about him stateside if if it weren't for that like i said these a lot of these movies You know, some came to the United States and were, were circulated somewhat, but like, like you said, there's just, there's not the name recognition. That said, I'm still giving this high marks for, for where it goes because it does start an entire franchise That
0: yeah, and that becomes torn. So, so popular. And because, well, I I was going to say, because, it does – Gamera does end up in a place where even a little bit outside of the kaiju community, people are aware of at least the Haisei movies. Mm-hmm. So without this movie, you don't have that. But I'm still dinging that because like this era for a lot of American viewers, I'm not sure so much about you know Across the Pond. But I feel like this era is – outside of watching on MSC3K is largely undiscovered here. It, yeah. with, with the exception of the recent Blu-ray releases that Arrow's been putting out, yeah,
1: yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I still think that this one, though, because it is so different, and I mean, they just copied that Godzilla formula to a T. I mean, it, it's so funny because we're going to see other studios try and do the same thing, but don't succeed. Whereas this one does somehow succeed. I mean, I don't know what you can chalk it up to, but I still gave it a perfect 10 for its evocative wow. score. I, I think this one stands up there. And I mean, maybe because he doesn't fight another monster in this movie, he really gets the, the center stage to shine. Yeah, for a knockoff of a Godzilla film, it falls short in a lot of ways, but helped to inspire an entire generation of kids at the time in the 60s to enjoy kaiju movies in another light. Even if this one wasn't the the full-on friend of all children that we would eventually see, I mean, it does make that a reality in the next couple of movies. So like I said for better or for worse it, it affects all of kaiju movies over the next 10 years uh you know not that we're going to see that right away but we will see it very shortly miles
0: so i'm i actually agree with everything you said and but you're,
1: but you're still not giving it a ten
0: <laughs> what what's your score sir so here here here's where i have a i i'm i'm kind of having a a crisis of conscience a disconnect because I I think without this film, obviously, you don't have the 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 upcoming Gamera films. You certainly don't have the Heisei films, which are the ones that I feel like those are the ones that really put Gamera on the map as character to me. Mm. In terms of its place in film history, you know, because this this series had been dead for so long, and then these three movies come along that really redefine the character. And so I think I think I'm I'm gonna kind of I'm not gonna go as low as I was going to and. I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, I've affected your scores. <laughs> well, because I think it is, a, it, it's a valid point that even though this isn't the movie to do it, it does kickstart things. And I can't, I yeah. can't in good conscience, give this an eight and then down the line, give another, another movie a 10 without, <laughs> you know, having some sort of nod to the movie that kickstarted it at all.
1: Yeah. Cause I, I know if
0: I gave Garden of the universe or, you know, revenge of virus, a 10, that someone would be like, well, you gave the first film an eight, you know, <laughs> well, but I'm sticking to it.
1: I, I feel like people don't have to love the original 1954 Gojira, but they will understand like how important that film was as an influential piece. I think this film is, is kind of similar, even though it's not, like I said, the gamer that we're eventually going to see. It is the start of that, that series and, and a bit of a sea change in giant monster movies although we've already started to see that in godzilla the camera series really takes it to a, a further extreme like nothing but kid kid main characters uh in the the early 70s are, are to come so that brings my score to a nine i believe your score to a seven so it gives us a podcast average of an eight out of ten which feels I'm fine, fine. That. yeah, yeah that, feels, fine that. that feels good <laughs> i like how often our uh our combined score just seems
0: to fit with feel, what, what we were both talking about. Yeah.
1: Well, what, what we're talking about, i we haven't had too many eights. I feel like in general, but this one feels, well, I guess we have <laughs> had a couple <laughs> this year with, with King Kong versus Godzilla and Atragon. But, oh, what, when was our last eight before that? Oh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I feel like this, this, Fits in there with Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the American version.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. fine with that. I th- I think it's in good company. I think it's I, I, I'm happier it has an eight rather than a seven. But I I really feel like it for me it is a seven. But yeah, I think I think this is you know it at least kickstarts a, a franchise a different a different kind of kaiju one that's very separate from Toho and 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 its monsters. And again from here on out you're you're always watching Gamera fight something else, which is very much appreciated. Yes, it and, becomes
1: a versus series very quickly.
0: <laughs> yes. And um I yeah, I just I love Gamera. I, I wish I loved this film more just because it is, you know, his first appearance, but I'm I'm okay with with this one just getting a an eight out of ten. We're going to get some more
1: camera very shortly, but that's going to do it for this episode. We have enjoyed talking about this, but we're not done talking about this. So if you like this, please subscribe, tell your friends, rate or comment wherever you are listening. We love reviews and comments and things like that. And, and thank you for for listening. We do have a bit of a special episode next week. Um, we're going to try and keep special episodes a little few and far between because there's so many kaiju movies to, to review, but. Miles and I have put together a commentary track for 1965's Gamera. <laughs> and, uh, th- this was, we recorded this about a year ago, I think. When yeah. This episode comes uh, out.
0: It's hard to call it a special episode as, as something we happen to have done that coincides with this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want to go too deep into Gamera because I knew we, we print went pretty hard on the, the, the commentary track talking about all the minutiae of the film. But yeah, instructions on when to play and dive into that movie. Will be in the episode immediately following this one. So that's next week. But we're going to be back in regular kaiju film mode the week after that when we look at one of the most influential and daring Godzilla projects since the original 1954 classic. So tune in in two weeks' time for History versus Invasion of Astro Monster.